You're listening to episode 23 of The Beast Special. I'm your host, Hannah. And I'm Hallie. Let's get into it. Let's get into uh, it. Uh, uh. Let's get into it. Let's get into the beef. We should, what do we have? Like our own song. <laughs> beef <Do> Special. <laughs> Bring in on the beef to you ooh, bitches. Ooh, 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 the Beef Special. Ooh, ooh. It got like really funky with like some bass notes like here and there. If I could do any of that, I would try, but I'm not going to embarrass <laughs> myself. <laughs> like some kind of weird Seinfeld um, like <laughs> I think that'd be great oh my gosh yeah the podcast where we're supposed to talk about something different every week and then we just end up talking about how much I hate men <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I keep forgetting you're going. You're mm-hmm. like traveling. Yeah. Shit. That's fun. I'm excited. Yes. What time is your flight? It leaves at 7. Damn. Mm-hmm. 7 p.m. Oh, my God. Oh, p.m. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, p.m. Girl, I thought yeah. you meant a.m. No. I was scared for you. I was looking at the time. I was like, we got to wrap this up quick. <laughs> right. No, no, no. <laughs> I would never do that. Um, But, yeah, so. It's annoying that... I did the whole thing for TSA PreCheck, and then when I go and get my boarding pass to my wallet, the TSA PreCheck signal or symbol isn't there. I think that's fine. You just need your nope. the number, right? No, it has to be on your boarding pass. Did you put your number in when you bought the ticket? When I bought the ticket, no. But I put it in when I I put it in the Delta app, and then it was in the Delta app before I even checked in, before I got my boarding pass. Hmm. How does that – so you're not going to be able to use it? I'm confused. No, I, I called um, the airport. Everything that – everything I looked on online was like, you have to call the airport. I'm like, what? that seems like the like the wrong thing to do. I don't know. Like the airport is like – why would you call an airport for that? Um, but I called them and they're like, oh, you just have to come in and go through like the check-in line at Delta and then tell Delta what your known traveler number is and then they'll reprint uh, it for you. But I'm like, it's okay. already in my fucking Delta app. It's in my account. Yeah. yeah. This is what I'm like, stupid thing to complain about just so I don't no, have to take my shoes annoying. off at the airport. But Well, at least I feel like the Delta line go- does go by pretty quickly. It fucking better. The check-in that. line. The check-in line is nowhere near as usually like as bad as the the security line. So you should hopefully. <laughs> I just hate any like yeah. any step of inconvenience. I'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. I did this specific specifically so I would not be inconvenienced, and here I am inconvenienced. Right here right. I am having to wait into a line when I paid to not wait in a line. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like yeah. First no, that all, makes sense. The whole thing of like, you just call the airport. The fuck? Like, the, I'm sure the airport has 15 numbers, different numbers to call. <laughs> yeah. It took me 15 minutes to find the number to call. Yeah. It wasn't 1-800-AIRPORT? No. <laughs> <laughs> I literally had to go number for Hartsfield-Jackson Airport. I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, I was, I was so annoyed annoying. that I even had to Google that. That is, yeah. No, that's obnoxious. I agree. 
And especially with the process of how long it takes with the whole global entry thing, I honestly forgot that we had that. Yeah. So I will say when you- <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> God, I can't even get it out. When you sent me your global entry, <laughs> your global entry picture on your yeah. card, yep. I was with Elsie and I was laughing so hard. I was damn near tears because first of all, with for those of you who don't know, with global entry, it's basically a way for you to get through TSA and also through customs coming back from an international country faster. Yes. And you have to go in and you have to have your picture taken for this little card, which isn't even for TSA pre-check or anything. Mm-mm. It's for the sentry lanes, which makes, makes driving to Canada or Mexico quicker, yeah. right? Yeah. They send you a little card in the mail. Well, Hannah, she gets her card and she sends me a picture of it. And Hannah has never taken a bad picture of her <laughs> life in her life. And this was the first one where I was like, Oh my god. I, don't, I thought they sent me the wrong card at first. <laughs> I genuinely thought because I looked oh at it and I was god. like, what? who in the hell is that? I didn't realize that they I didn't first I didn't know that they were gonna take a picture of me. Um, really? It didn't register to me until I thought of when you went and like how you yeah. went early in the morning and you looked amazing. And I was like, why is she looking good just to go to the airport? to go to this interview i was confused and then that's when it clicked i was like oh she knew she was prepared for a picture to be taken Mm -hmm. i had no idea it's hilarious my hair was all tied back in like a nasty bun um i wasn't i was just like i woke up rolled out of bed and went to this this interview and i didn't even know i didn't even know when she's like all right i just need to take a picture of you that that would be like on a card somewhere i thought it was just for like documentation (laughs) Uh, that's what i thought it was for i was like sure i'll take a picture for documentation i had no idea it'd be printed on a card (laughs) dude that gave me the best laugh i was so (laughs) i was dying because of that yeah so my baby beef is with the fucking airport that's fair Mm -hmm. that is fair mine would be too honestly i don't i actually haven't even received my card i'm having an issue with the government trying to send me shit because Mm. they never sent me my license and they also didn't send me that fucking card so not that i really want it or care my picture probably still turned out like shit that's the thing i doubt it i i can't ever take a front-facing photo like a full mm. face photo to save my fucking life. Mm. I look like a Picasso painting. Oh, that's it. not true. <laughs> it is, it's but it's not. fine. It is, but it's okay. Um. Anyway, my my baby beef is <laughs> something I've already talked to you about. Okay, and it's the fact. So I I've been on Hinge for or I was I was on Hinge for like a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. I was on it for like a week. And first of all, my therapist was like, just give it another shot. Like just try <laughs> it again and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, whatever. The last time I was on it, I lasted two days. So I also didn't feel like I gave it much of a chance. <laughs> and uh-huh. as much as I would say, mm-hmm. I felt like it was a bit of a chance, but whatever. So I get on, I go on a date. It's fine. It's, it was good. But this is my my petty thing that I feel like is petty, but other people have said it's not, but maybe it is. Yeah. Is that I don't understand 
why in 20 fucking 23 men are still lying about their goddamn height yep it's embarrassing i'm 26 years old why are you bum bitches coming up rolling up to me on a date looking me in my five foot fucking nine eye saying you're six foot and we're seeing eye to fucking eye (laughs) bitch the fuck's wrong with you they're delusional and at the point where i'm like you bitches are delusional like you do not see me posting on instagram and hinge with giant fucking dolly parton tits and then me showing up flat fucking chested right that would be weird (laughs) that would be weird because why would i lie about something i can't change exactly i wouldn't yeah so and then the thing is the guys that are pissed about that that girls have any sort of preference for height they're like you know they get so mad like why are you appealing to those women by lying about your fucking height exactly it just screams insecure little boy i don't have a grasp on reality and I'm going to take every opportunity to remind you that I am not as tall as I want to be and you're too tall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, you and I are like taller than the average w- woman. So you would think yeah. that they would, you know, not lie about their height around knowing that they could possibly interact with a tall woman. I Yeah, I don't know. I, I honestly, I do think some of them are just completely deluded about it they just genuinely don't even know what six feet looks like yeah so many of them don't it's honestly insane and then it's like you know what other fucking measurements are you lying about you know right it's just like that joke where they don't know how big anything is yeah and it's weird Mm -hmm. i find it so strange and embarrassing yeah where if i had worn even the slightest heel i would have been taller yeah and the thing is, I don't usually give a fuck about that stuff. I, I don't really care. I have a height range, you know. There's mm-hmm. there's too tall. Um, did I already talk about this? Another no. episode? I don't think so. Um, but it's just like, I don't know. I'm like, I, I don't really, I'm having a hard time mm-hmm. understanding. I'm having yeah. a hard time grasping why they keep doing it but the the funny thing is i have to call out a friend here but i'm not going to say his name i'm not going to say his name Mm -hmm. however when i was telling him the story i was like you know frustrated i was like why do men do this like why would they lie yeah things like that and Mm -hmm. he was like well (laughs) he's like this is why i say i'm 5'11 when i'm actually six foot on when i'm on a dating app you know i lie in the opposite direction and i was like oh wait i'm gonna stop i'm gonna stop you right there (laughs) you're not six feet tall yeah it's like you're not six foot Uh i was like even you're wrong Mm -hmm. like even you don't even know and it killed me because he was like no no i definitely am like there's no way i'm not Mm -hmm. (laughs) we pull out the fucking tape measure yeah (laughs) this man this man is 5'10". Oh, my God. This, this was the one that five... happened here at my house. Yes. Hannah gets the tape measure, and we measure him, and he's, he's 5'10". So it's like, this is the thing where it's like, I don't even think most of these guys are intentionally lying. I no. think I think maybe doctors are fucking weird, and they're trying to give these men a strange ego boost 
mm-hmm. which I don't know why a doctor is doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, or guys just collude together to determine that they are all going to be six foot, even when they're all various heights. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. It's a very fascinating, strange little thing. Yeah. And I will say it fucking irks me because yeah. I have no problem like being tall than a guy in heels, not an issue. Mm-hmm. Don't fucking care. Those types of things. Um, and the thing is, before I went on this date, I knew he wasn't going to be that height. Like I could tell from his pictures. Yeah. That's how like obvious it is sometimes. My God. And I was expecting, I was like, okay, he's probably going to be like 5'10", whatever. And I was going to be fine with that because that's, I mean, people I've dated have all been Mm -hmm. that height. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, And I was like, I'll give a pass if he doesn't mention anything about his height. Yeah. And then he ended up mentioning something about his height. And I was like, okay, it's no, I don't. No, I'm yeah. tired of it. I'm yeah. tired. I was talking so, to dad about this earlier and he said that he thinks just like a lot of men, like what you said, just don't actually, they don't know. They don't and they're dumb as hell. <laughs> they're dumb as hell for yeah. it. Or they truly believe that the height that they think that they are is just what it is and they haven't measured accurately and they're yeah. just, they're really believing that. What kills me is like whenever a guy... I tell him, oh, yeah, you're actually not that tall. And he's trying to fight me on it. Mm-hmm. Why would I lie? Right. Why would I lie about being five foot nine? Bitch? Yeah, exactly. I have no reason to. Mm-hmm. I'm not. This isn't, you know, I just, this is lost on me. It is lost. I just don't get it about lying about something so small in general. And then some people are like, well, you could lie and they just not even tell. Why are you lying? Right. That's the thing. Why right. are you going to start this off on a lie? Even if it is insignificant. Mm-hmm. But, and it's also like, I just want to see if you're, you know, you're not shallow and you care about that, blah, blah, blah. You're weird. Yeah. You're weird. Testing people in any sort of way, strange. It is very Bizarre. strange. Yeah. You know, red flag behavior. Mm-hmm. Or if you just don't fucking like know and you're just, I don't know, just stupid. I'm like, we're too fucking old for this shit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we're in our, I'm in my mid 20s, bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I'm, I'm obviously still young, but I'm like, y'all, y'all embarrass me. Yeah. It's, I'm embarrassed to even try to appeal to these men. That's the way <laughs> I feel. The fact that right. I'm I'm picking out these photos where I look good, I'm disgusted. Mm-hmm. And I've obviously talked to my therapist about that. And, you know, she keeps asking me if I'm actually attracted to men. And mm-hmm. that's funny. I'm getting kind of annoyed by that, actually. Yeah, that's fair. But And that's just from people in general. Yeah. Because it's like... It's so funny because it's like I, I, I'm not allowed to be annoyed with men and, unless I'm fucking gay. <laughs> right. Like, what the fuck? Is that the only, the only circumstance where I can be frustrated with men as if my, my feelings on it aren't valid? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So it's like, no, I, yeah, my thing is I do. I am attracted to them. Um, but the problem is they suck. <laughs> so what the fuck am I supposed to do about that? <laughs> right. So anyway, I will say, okay, the guy I went on a date with, he was fine. The conversation yeah. was nice. He had a lot of similar interests and things like that. There were other things, obviously, other than lying about the height where I was like, yeah, this is not going to work and I'm just not feeling it in this way. Yeah. Um, 
but it's what it is. That's my little baby beef. That's why I don't like online dating. Mm. I mean, there's a plethora of reasons why I don't like online dating, and, right. and I made a whole TikTok about those those posts, but it's just been like <laughs> I can't I can't do it. I can't yeah. I try. I'm trying. Yeah. So yeah. Marginally. Right. So that's fair. I mean, I do you think you'll go on another one at some point in time? Dude, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. The thing is, is like I work up the I'm like, oh yeah, this is possible. I can, mm-hmm. you know, meet someone I fucking like, I guess. And then I talk to someone or I go on a date with them and I'm like, oh my God, this is hopeless. And I actually despise this and I hate the idea of sharing my company with someone. And then I go down like this thought spiral and then I get off and then I'm like, okay, we need to relax and stop being so fucking dramatic. Yeah. Um, And then I'm like open to the thought again. It's very much a like up, down, up, down type, type deal. Right. So, so I don't know. Fun stuff. I definitely don't miss Hinge. No. And it's also like, you know, online dating, it just feels so like, how do I explain it? Like business-like, you mm. know? Formal? Just too formal? In a sense, like it just feels so transactional, I suppose. Oh, uh, I see what you're saying. Yes. You know? Yes, Like I this agree. is me presenting myself like – you're not going to get any sort of like core values or anything like this is how I look does does how I look please you does do you like this do you like my little prompt that I'm trying to like it's definitely a pony show it's horrible (laughs) yeah yeah I hate it and then but then she's like well why don't you try some hobbies and try to volunteer and I'm like yeah, I know. I should probably get the fuck out of my apartment, right? And people in person. I get it. Yeah. Dad's saying the same thing. Dad's like, you need to go out and do something. I'm like, I know. Right. I know. I know. So anyway, that's my... Anywho. Anywho. <laughs> you you want to hear what some guy said, though? What? One of his responses. You know, this one actually kind of made me laugh because I'm like, this is not true. I think he was just trying to get um, me to say something. But one guy goes, he said, you have a sexy, raspy voice. Interesting. <laughs> sexy, raspy. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. There is nothing raspy or sexy about my voice. I appreciate that, though. Uh-huh. Um, Especially not like, I don't know, hearing your own voice is a weird thing, yeah. but raspy, that mm-hmm. just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And then this one guy said, he said, I'm sure you get so many messages, but I just wanted to thank you for being you and your smile. It's so pretty. Stand tall, ma'am. Never let these guys get you down. You're an absolute goddess and deserve the world at your feet. Why do I hate that? I, I, it, what cracks me up is the thank you. <laughs> that's that's pretty privileged to a fucking T. It really Someone is. Someone just thanking you. Yeah. Thank you, ma'am, for your for your presence here you on this planet. Thanks for your time. Mm-hmm. Thanks for looking pretty. <laughs> I guess. Right. It's just the thing is, is like it's so easy for men to just spew stuff like that. Like I look yeah. at that, and I'm like, all right, pander. <laughs> 
I'm not responding to this. I'm not going to give you the attention that you want. Dirty little panderer. Yeah. I mean, it was, I honestly, I just took it. I was like, oh, that's, you know, that's nice. I, you know, yeah, he's dry. Fair. He, First reaction, as, very nice. Am I going to yeah. uh, react to it? No. Yeah. I like this one I recently saw. It says, I'm convinced that all women are crazy. <laughs> Oh my god. I'm like, I'll show you fucking crazy, bitch. All women are crazy. You should have responded god. with his address. <laughs> oh my god. And show him crazy. Oh my god. Yeah. No, seriously. I was I told dad that and he laughed so hard, but I was mm-hmm. like, dude, at least I don't co- completely fucking give it away how much I hate men. Right. You know? Yeah. At you got to ease I, them into it. Yeah. No, I'm not going to go out the gate saying I fucking hate all of y'all and I don't <laughs> respect you. No. Right. I'm going to let you find that out later yeah. when you find out about this podcast. Exactly. But out the gate, mm-hmm. these men can't hide anything. No. Anything. No. They cannot hide their disdain and bitterness towards women. And I'm like, y'all are the embarrassing ones. Mm-hmm. There's just like no self-reflection. At least I feel bad for the fact that I just <laughs> have so much a lack of disrespect for men or lack of respect for men. At least I'm men. self-aware that I fucking yeah, at least- hate and despise <laughs> yeah. men. You disgust me and I, <laughs> I'm not attracted to you. At least I'm a bit worried about that. Yeah. There's but some men- concern. Yeah, but men are like, this is normal. You know, I want to have sex with women, but I fucking hate them. And this is just how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. God, it's disgusting. Some of them just make it so fucking obvious. It's comical. Yeah, it's comical. So I would love to know like the the female equivalent of this, though. Mm -hmm. So honestly, if you guys have crazy hinge prompts that women have, Please let me see it because I just need to know that both sides are weird as fuck. I would love to see those. Yeah. So anyway, sorry to go on a long rant no, about you're that. Fine. When I was on Hinge for like men and women, the thing I noticed the most that women did that men didn't was like the amount of filters I saw. Really? Like dog, like the dog ears, the heart filters, um, filters with mm. like the makeup, like a lot of filters i was so shocked to see that really and that's not a critique on women as a whole it was just like an observation i just that's thought very that was interesting so fascinating i will say honestly though the filters and stuff kind of just like why mm-hmm. i i don't get that even i have seen men like or with men i've seen well they'll have pictures where they're really far away i'm like <laughs> yeah. bitch bitch you could be anyone <laughs> This could have been your daddy in this photo. How am I supposed to know? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the one I'm like, so okay. <laughs> I love, I love, um, when I was on Hinge, there would be like some weird, like, accounts you'd come across where they're obviously treating the account as like a meme. And uh-huh. they'll post, they'll, they'll, like, there was this one where someone made an account just to show off his SoundCloud stuff and wasn't there to date at all, which is like... That's hysterical. I Here's my SoundCloud. Every single picture was like a screenshot of their SoundCloud account. 
and oh my which God. is there to just goof off, I guess. But something like that would be so funny if like the first picture was like kind of up close and then as the account like <laughs> scrolled down it goes further and further away. <laughs> the point where they're like microscopic. That's but so funny. Stuff like that will get you banned off hinge so quickly and then yeah. you can never make one again unless you get a new phone. Yeah. So. When I'm at my breaking point, I'm just going to dedicate my whole hinge to the podcast and Okay, I like that. See how long I last. Yeah. But I will say on the the two truths and a lie thing, mm-hmm. I have that like my sister and I have a podcast. Mm-hmm. Not a single person has asked about that or like said anything or has taken an interest out of any conversation or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, everything else on my profile not that i would say that makes sense but i think like if you had it just as a prompt and people didn't have to guess if it was real or not or like a truth or not i think more people would interact with it that's fair yeah Mm -hmm. i don't know that's stuff like i would be but that's just me but that's also because i like podcasts so yeah that's the difference um fair enough fair enough Mm -hmm. Honestly, though, it's probably a bad thing that it's on there because it just stresses me out for them to even ask. So Really? How so? Yeah. Why? I don't know. It's like a weird thing to to have people listen to essentially fairly unfiltered thoughts that I have never met, you know? That's I think fair. that was like my whole like stress about Twitch and stuff and mm-hmm. someone just like me not seeing them and knowing them and them seeing and hearing me like – I don't know. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. And they're like forming an opinion based off of things that I might not even believe anymore. A lot of yeah. them I have changed my mind about or right. don't believe anymore. Right. Especially like in the first episode, you know, mm-hmm. we've talked That's about true. shit that I just don't agree with. Like right. my opinion is changing constantly, thankfully. Mm-hmm. So it's just interesting. It would, it would be weird for someone to to listen to that and form an opinion on me without having met me yet. So. Yeah. So maybe it's a good thing then that they're not asking about it. (laughs) It's for a later conversation, I suppose. Yeah. I think the right guy will ask or like the guy with the right intentions will be the the person to listen to it. Because unfortunately, Mm -hmm. men who don't like women do not care about the things that they create. So Exactly. Especially um, with what they have to say, which is kind of why I like podcast content Mm -hmm. in the sense because you can't see me. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. you can't see what I look like when yeah. I'm talking. You just are listening to what I have to say and you either like that or you don't and you can't really fake that, you know? Yeah, agreed. So what was the most unhinged prompt that you saw? Oh, God. I mean, I can't even remember at this point. Um, I definitely – there's one picture that is like seared into my mind though of mm-hmm. this one account I came across of this guy – he had like a selfie in this bathroom and he had like this contraption on his face. The only way I can describe it was it was like, I didn't know what it was when I first saw it, but now I know what it is. Um, Mm -hmm. It looks like, like snorkel, a snorkel, but it's on the chin, right? So like how you'd wear a (laughs) snorkel thing, but on the chin. And it's okay. <laughs> and it's a it's instead of a snorkel, it's a, it's a dildo. <laughs> oh my god! So, so he can obviously like- use it for oral on a woman, but you know you get the picture. And I just remember, oh. 
I remember looking at this picture and being like, what the hell is on his face? Like what's on his head? And being so like intrigued. And then I didn't know. I didn't know either. I was like, what is that? And then I found out. I Googled it. Um, I would have been like, hey, what's the link to that thing? (laughs) (laughs) Do you have like a code? Like I can get like 10% off. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. So I was just so, so amazed, I guess, and fascinated (laughs) that someone would take a selfie of that and post that. I was so, I guess I was so impressed, dude, that he hadn't been banned. But that's pretty bold behavior. Maybe women saw that and they were like, sign me up. Mm -hmm. Let's use that. Um, This is one of the good ones. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, um, oh my God. Yeah. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. I think mm-hmm. the one there's one that made me laugh out loud because it was just so stupid. Mm-hmm. Was a guy eating a hot dog as quickly as he could. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just a video of him eating a hot dog, super. And it was funny because at the end he's like choking on it. And oh it, like, my god! What on so, earth? Yeah, hmm. bizarre. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, I could just do. I could go on and on about online dating and hinge it's just a fascinating little environment it is it could be studied for sure yeah it is yes it's super cute but anyway to get into our a big beef the big, big topic of the day was i feel like we've mentioned this a couple times but we wanted to discuss irony poisoning mm-hmm. essentially mm-hmm. and i feel like we've referenced this like i said but Hannah, you you posted this article on the story, right? Yes. And it's by the New York Times, correct? Uh-huh. It's from the New York Times. And this was done in 2018, August 23rd, 2018, was when mm-hmm. this was published. And the article title is, Should We All Be Taking Irony Poisoning More Seriously? I, do you want to give a little rundown of it? Because you're the one who found it, right? Yeah. Um. I just like, the, I mean, there are a ton of articles on irony poisoning mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, and when I say at the moment, like now within the past like couple of years. Yeah. But I liked this one because it used um, a specific internet meme, Pepe the Frog. And I think I'm pronouncing that meme correctly. Is it Pepe? Pepe? I don't know. I don't know I, Dude, I don't know because I know what you're talking about. I yeah. remember. Right. I remember when it became a thing Mm -hmm. where it was like because it talks about you know irony poisoning it says essentially where you joke about something in an ironic way to the point where you start to believe it yes and the article references two versions of this where it's soft form of irony poisoning so says heavy social media users become a little bit too engrossed in the ironic detachment that defines online humor and discourse mm-hmm. and one of the examples of this is they making jokes about 9-11 and making ironic jokes about 9-11 making ironic jokes about killing yourself as mm-hmm. well those jokes are made all the time and to where a lot of time you know we make jokes about our mental state and say we have an illness and downplay these things and so they they label that as soft form of irony poisoning and then you have the hard form of irony poisoning. Yeah, basically, um, to continue with like the Pepe thing. Mm-hmm. So, an, an example for hard form would be like taking 
the soft form, which Hallie just explained, which you just explained, and then you're making the irony genuine. So like what you, mm-hmm. what you were joking about now becomes like a sincere belief that you now hold. Uh, and then there's like another form that they, that the author later talks about in the article called operationalized hard irony poisoning mm-hmm. and further expands on this Pepe like meme that we all know about. And Pepe first started off as like a funny kind of like stoner meme yeah. that people yeah. would just like use to react to things. Right. And it blew up. The meme blew up on like 4chan and then Reddit and then like everywhere else now, obviously. And then somewhere along the line, they took Pepe and made him like an ironic Nazi. And then from there, so like that's like soft, right? And then mm-hmm. hard irony poisoning came in when actual neo-Nazis mm-hmm. realized that they could take <laughs> the joke and actually use it to promote their beliefs. Yeah. And so that's what you that's what this person is saying is operationalized hard irony poisoning but it's also important to note which they say in this article that these are all theories and they're not all proven and even these words are kind of like made up along the lines and and they're you know they're academic terms that are being thrown around but who's to say like what the actual wording should be right yeah but yeah the operationalized hard irony poisoning i think is like the most fascinating part of this to me because it depends on like who is, of course, making the joke and what jokes and who they're making these jokes to. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, we had this conversation with Bruce a few weeks ago of like how important it is to consider an audience when you're making jokes that, you know, could right. teeter the line of of dark humor or not. And that's mm-hmm. a whole other sect of like conversation, like what constitutes what should be dark humor and what shouldn't be dark humor. And even and is that question even allowed when it comes to dark humor? Yeah. But yeah, I think like the operationalized hard irony poisoning is so important when it comes to understanding what kind of humor should be practiced and in, <laughs> in the right types of settings and yeah, in front of the right types of audiences. Yeah, I agree. And the thing is some people – Some people think that you can literally joke about anything. And the Mm -hmm. thing is, I do in a sense believe everything could be made into a joke. However, not by everyone. Yeah. I don't think every single person could make every single joke. Right. You know? And not in front of everyone. And not in front of everyone. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Knowing what, like you said, knowing your audience. And this kind of goes back to when we were talking with Nico about you know, being a good comedian, being someone that mm-hmm. knows how intelligent about your humor is, mm-hmm. is knowing sometimes, you know, how your audience is going to react and what they're going to find funny. And, mm-hmm. and granted, the, you're, it's not always, you know, it's not always a win. It's not always, sometimes it's going to be a miss and that's just is what it is. And then you learn from that and move on. And the audience reaction tells you what's okay, what's not okay, right? Yeah. yeah. However, when it comes amongst friends and relationships and family mm-hmm. and these inner circles and these interpersonal relationships, humor and irony poisoning I've seen has played a part in how people are seen and treated and humor has been indicative 
oftentimes yeah. of how someone actually feels, you know, yeah. and what they actually think. And that's also the thing with <laughs> has been one of my red flags with mm-hmm. online dating and hinge and these prompts is that anytime a guy has ever, ever said that, you know, he likes sarcasm or he likes dark humor, blah, blah, blah. Red fucking flag. Yeah. Red flag. It's always, I want someone who with this, you know, sense of humor with sarcasm, blah, blah. What the fuck do you mean by that, bitch? Yeah, it means you want to demean me. You want to be yeah, condescending. Yeah, you want to be a dick and then you mm-hmm. want me to laugh at it. You yeah. want me to laugh at you actively disrespecting me mm-hmm. as if it's fucking funny. No. And it's happened so many times and it just doesn't make any sense to me. Or they want a reason to just be able to make fun of anyone regardless of any consequence. Oh, because it's a joke. It's, it's a joke. I'm just, you know, I'm just being ironic. That makes it okay. Sorry. It doesn't. Right. It does not to me. So what do you think of like, I was telling um, the guy that I'm dating about like the whole irony poisoning thing. And we were talking about the this account that's on TikTok and Instagram called the slappable jerk. And I love his videos. I think they're so funny, but he does mm-hmm. the POVs where it's like your um, man child husband treats like his kids like their chores or his most recent one is like pov a redditor comes to the post office to mail something and he like plays these roles that are so excruciating to watch and obviously he's self-aware enough to like perform these but he makes so much of this content that i'm like is there even an ounce that can penetrate this guy's way of thinking Mm, that's a good question or i also think of like the show it's always sunny they do Mm -hmm. like of course this is like bordering the line of like actors don't actually you know they don't believe the the people they don't they are not the people that they're portraying or acting or Mm -hmm. playing at all so yeah so even insinuate that actors are so easily influenced by their roles and can, can can be changed by these characters and roles is like such yeah. an ignorant question to ask, but I think it is a question that should be asked. Like, yeah, the people writing that content, the people, you know, I yeah, guess, you like that guy with the TikTok. It's hilarious. So don't get me wrong. It's so and funny. It's, it's scary accurate too. Mm-hmm. Is what is so jarring about it. But exactly. Yeah, that's a good question because I don't know. Sometimes I feel like. Hmm, sometimes I think there's like a difference between generated content and. Mm-hmm. your sense of humor in a moment yeah does that make sense like your what what triggers your humor what's coming off the top of your head yeah 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 that makes sense that's the thing because it's like god i've seen like guys and even you know relationships i've been in like sometimes they've made a joke and i'm just like what the fuck was that like that's just a bit disappointing like why would you make a joke about that right and they think it's fine, but then later on, what the thing that they're joking about is are things uh to discuss to be like, you know, I think you might actually kind of low-key think this way. Right. And you were just making a joke about it before. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like, yeah, those how they act in private and stuff and or with friends and uh, where they're comfortable. Yes. Where there isn't a camera on them, where it's not being filmed or being produced or whatever. Yeah. And it's just being done in a setting where it's not going to be taken anywhere outside of that. Right. Where I think that's like the most indicative of how 
they think and what yes. they think is okay. Yes. I completely so. agree. And you worded it perfectly, but that's how I felt too. And I found out later um, that the soft little jerk often collaborates with his wife to create some of these ideas mm. of what he's recording because, of course, she knows, like, as yeah. every woman does, what kind of piece of shit men we interact with. <laughs> so, it's so fucked. I know, right? But it made me happy to know that, like, he's even, you know, collaborating with getting input from a woman on how awful other other men are and using these ideas to like you know it's it's yeah i think it's good because back to the guy that i'm dating he said that he watches these and he like self-reflects and he's like i hope i'm never coming across this way and i think like i really hope and i'm sure there are other men who are watching these things and being like oh my fucking god i do not ever want to come across this way i think it's a good Mm -hmm. it's a good humorous way to self self analyze and yeah and question you know our behaviors yeah i agree I, and mm-hmm. i yeah i think that's hilarious honestly mm-hmm. and i've seen some of those where i was just like oh my god like, they're they're like just... honestly too good sometimes they're hard to watch <laughs> i agree i agree but yeah I, I think it's just depending on but once again those ones sometimes the ones that are produced some of the humor that they've used which was okay then it's just not right. okay now like they can't you can't say that shit now yeah. and yet we're still producing people are still producing humorous content even mm-hmm. within the boundaries of certain things you know mm-hmm. like it's possible so that's what really pisses me off when you some guy makes a joke and you're like oh that's actually not funny mm-hmm. and you're like oh it's just a joke like it's just a joke yeah are you fucking stupid like right. <laughs> that's what always kills me mm-hmm. but then if you want to treat them the same way they'll lose it yeah if you want to just be like oh well, you're so fucking ugly and annoying and <laughs> stupid but i'm just joking it's just a fucking joke yeah. silly you big yeah. fucking idiot. Like, you can't take a joke. You dumbass, no, stupid idiot. A- <laughs> you ugly little twit. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm joking. Just joking, so, babe. I think men just need a taste of their own fucking medicine when I it agree. comes to that shit. Which, which is the sad thing, right? It's like mm-hmm. a lot of times they don't fucking get it until you're just as brutal to them as they were to you. Yeah. And that to get it through their, you know. Yeah, thick fucking heads. But um, that's like that's what really pisses me off. And I remember, oh god, oh god, I remember this one guy too. He made a joke, and he made it was a terrible one. It was really mm-hmm. bad. And I was like, I really did not like that. I did mm-hmm. not appreciate it at all. And he was like, Oh well, I I can't promise you that I won't do that again. <laughs> I was like, What the fuck this is where men and women what? are so vastly different because if i were to tell any of my woman friends that they'd be like done deal not not mm-hmm. even going to remotely step near any type of topic like that ever again but mm-hmm. you tell them an insecure ignorant ass man that they mm-hmm. react that way yeah and it was really fucked up too it was a sexual assault joke what the fuck like, yeah yeah and i was just like oh yeah, okay. cool. Thanks for making this easy on me. Never talking to you again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was super cute. That's my <laughs> thing. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like, wow, you are so disappointing. And mm-hmm. you don't actually have the sense of humor you think you have. 
Yeah. That's my thing. It's like, if oh, if you can't actually, like, you know, evolve your humor to keep being funny without being a dick, were you ever that funny in the fucking first place? That's bitch? a damn good question. You know? Mm-hmm. God, goddamn caveman fucking sense of humor. <laughs> Dude, okay. I tried to escape from these things. This was mm-hmm. also the frustrating thing. Like, I was like, yeah, this this sucks. I, I'm talking to men on a dating app is ass. So, yeah. you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to – my therapist is like, join some clubs, join some groups, things like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Get your mind off that. I was like, right. okay, cool. I'll do that. I downloaded this app called Meetup, and it's for, like, clubs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. This was the first – I shit you not, the first fucking club thing that came up. And it was, this is the title of the group or the this event that's mm-hmm. happening. It says, do men really want a submissive woman? A king's perspective. <laughs> like, Hannah, this shit follows me. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm trying to get away from the shit that, make, that want, makes me want to set the fuck off. <laughs> Oh my god. That's about to have me crazy out my fucking mind cutting men up in the street. Right. But yeah. So I was like, did they give any info on this group? No. Said it. Are women allowed? I guess not. Huh? No, I I think they are. There are women going. But a king's perspective. I really want to know like what this is gonna what this setup is gonna look like. Like, is I this man? A, oh wait, no, there is it's a panel of men. Okay. And you know they're gonna be men like yeah, I really want to submit to a woman. I want a woman who's going to fucking, you know, clean up the mm-hmm. house and wipe my ass and right. suck New my age submission, shit. whatever the fuck yeah. you want to label it as. Yeah. You know what's a wild thing, though, that I, mm-hmm. I was learning about? Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I got back on TikTok. I need to delete it again. <laughs> <laughs> that place is not good for you. It's not healing. <laughs> it's not bringing you joy. <laughs> all tiktok does is fuel my arguments and right. everything i think it's bad but this i did find this interesting i will say i'm trying to skip the stuff that would anger me okay mm-hmm. i have mm-hmm. been trying to skip it but there was this one woman and i wanted to listen to what she had to say and she basically the more i learn about any sort of history in america and things of that sort and especially about the family unit mm-hmm. and the family nucleus whatever it's that everything can be traced, every issue that we fucking have in America, which is obvious, can be traced back to racism, yeah. right? Yeah. It always is. And then, you know, racism or fucking Ronald Reagan, all right. of our problems. Mm-hmm. And so she was basically saying that the issue that we're having where we're going through this divide where the division of labor is so skewed. And the gender roles are so skewed because mm-hmm. women have taken on so much more now yeah. than men have uh-huh. because men's only responsibility, it was to provide for the house. Mm-hmm. And it used to be, it used to be that white women's only responsibility was to have babies, yeah, not to work and ma- to be a homemaker in mm-hmm. a sense, homemaker and baby maker. Mm-hmm. That's fucking it. Yeah. But the thing was- Everything else was taken care of by whom? Enslaved people. Mm-hmm. And then later on, servants. Mm-hmm. You had the wet nurse. You had the cook. You had the maid. You had minorities and people that were in a, still in a sense of servitude 
you know, to make a living after slavery was abolished, taking care of white people's homes. Mm -hmm. And then, so of course, white women didn't want, you know, black people to have rights. They didn't want minorities to have rights and be able to build their own wealth because that meant they then had to take on more responsibility in the home. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, bitch. So then, (laughs) of course, the white man is never going to have to do more, right? He's still doing his own fucking thing. Of course. Although, you know, racism obviously hurts us all, but never the white man as much, obviously. Obviously. So then when these things are changing, when, you know, there's a cultural shift, there's a change in rights, but, you know, all this going on, Mm -hmm. then white women are having to do more in the home that white men aren't going to do. That this is now the white woman's responsibility in these ways. So it's just like, then we have this breakdown of, you know, we think the family unit is just, you know, the man, wife, and the baby. And that's all seen from the white perspective. Whereas Mm -hmm. you had so many people supporting this structure that were not valued and were not seen as people. And it's just like, and men still have this idea. Men still have this idea that, women are supposed to do all these roles in the home Mm -hmm. because they fail to acknowledge how many people were actually involved. Exactly. You know, and why we have the breakdown we do. And then women, when women further their rights as well to work outside the home, to have credit cards, to be able to even get a credit card, Mm -hmm. then we have the situation where, okay, now women are expanding outside of their gender role. Mm -hmm. They're expanding their skills, white women at least. Mm -hmm. You know, black women already had a, a lot of these skills in place and mm-hmm. been working but now for all women being able to get an education being able to build equity in a certain way being able to have these jobs and, and generate more wealth for themselves and then what did men do did they expand outside of their gender role did they start to learn homemaking and decorating and sewing and cooking and cleaning and all these homemaking things no Mm-mm. they didn't and I do think a lot of things are changing and there are a lot of men who do these things now. Right. And I know men that, you know, really put a lot of care and stuff into their home and stuff. Right. But it's trying to be embraced more. Exactly. And mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of change. And that's also changed with how the way like millennials and Gen Z are parenting yeah. their children. That's a bit of mass difference. And I've even seen studies about how I think men in this generation are, are spending so much more time with their kids than ever before. Yes. Like a lot yes. of positive things are coming out of this. Absolutely. However, there are still a ton of men stuck on this idea that we we are still supposed to be following these traditional gender traditional gender roles. Mm-hmm. And some people do, and that's fine, more power to you. Mm-hmm. But they fail to recognize how much the burden falls on women more in these situations, especially when they're also working too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like submissive, bitch. I'll kill you. Right. I just, no, that's like, (laughs) that's some archaic fucking shit. Like we're beyond that at this point. Right. You know? Completely. So We've moved past that. We've advanced past that. Yeah. So I I, I have no qualms with still having those, those certain roles, right? Like you have the skills that work for you, but for men to act like, they have the same amount of skills as the you know the majority of women. Mm-hmm. They're kidding themselves. Right. They're really kidding themselves because 
women are still taught those homemaking skills and things of that sort. Mm -hmm. And then they still go to college and make money. Yeah. And they're buying more homes. They're enrolled in college more. They're graduating more degrees. Like men are falling behind. And it's unfortunate because it, patriarchy also reinforces that, you know? Mm -hmm. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, dude. I do this every time. I can't help it. No, no, I don't mind. I think that is fascinating. I mean, yeah. it just sucks that every, literally, just like you said, every fucking bad thing about america now always comes back to racism even always. when it comes to like a lack of a lack of um spaces for people to congregate like pools yes. public pools public parks like yes. i saw like i saw weeks ago when i was on tiktok uh someone breaking down that like after segregation was ended a lot of white communities just tore down or covered up pools tore down parks got rid of like basketball courts, baseball fields so that they wouldn't have to share these spaces with black people. Yeah. And it's like, are you the fuck? Yeah. It's the same thing with healthcare. I I think even to sit here and try to imagine how many things have been negatively impacted by racism, I could not even put a dent in that list. Yeah. Because I learned more and more every day mm -hmm. and I'm like, god Damn. And mm -hmm. this is also why, you know, as a white woman, of course, like there's so much to constantly learn and unlearn. And it's why I get so goddamn frustrated mm -hmm. with other white women, too, mm -hmm. especially white feminism and the damage that has done. Yeah. But it's just like, God, it's just and even learning about abortion. And I've talked about that as well, like how mm -hmm. how racism, racism has impacted abortion and how you know, the whole religious cause taken up for anti-abortion was because white women were getting more abortions than any other group, mm -hmm. you know, and it's just, it's very surreal. It's very surreal. And, and of course, it's just, it's, this is no surprise to any minority group, right? You mm -hmm. know, this is just something you just learn more and more about and, and it's disappointing. So I don't necessarily know how I got on this subject. <laughs> that's okay this is my problem i just see you know, this just goes back this all these things i'm talking about all the things that we've been discussing and is just what i think about all the time genuinely when it comes to especially dating and and things of that sort that you know discussing the irony poisoning thing is is something i consider while dating a person and thinking mm -hmm. you know are they gonna make a fucked up joke like other people I've dated, like, yeah. are they going to say something that's really going to, like, trigger me and I have to break this down again? Like, right. and then I think, why am I in this situation? Why are men like this? Why do women operate in this way? And then I, th right. I think of the family structure and I think of how patriarchy affects things. And then I think of, you know, how, you know, patriarchy obviously negatively affects us all. But then it's right. resulted in me just having the worst time ever. So... It's all about me and the time that me, I'm having me, on these me, me. dating apps and everything should be curated to my benefit. <laughs> Typical man opinion. <sighs> You're so right. I'm kidding. <laughs> You're so right. So anyway, I'm going to swipe on that guy who <laughs> said thank you for being you and your smile. Stand tall. Stand That's what I'm tall, do. queen. Stand tall. <laughs> <laughs> uh... This is is this good? <laughs> I hate okay, can I just explain why I hate that that um, message? It gives me like 
yeah youth ministry um leader comes up to me and says oh no you're so beautiful god forgives you for everything like no matter what you've done in your life you're just so beautiful like god (laughs) loves you what where the fuck is this coming from god forgives you for being beautiful yeah um you like i know you're 17 but when you wear a tank top it looks like you're a sinner so oh my god um god still loves you you look like um you (laughs) look like um a beautiful young woman so obviously you're out here doing (laughs) heinous whore things God forgives you. Stand tall, queen. Damn. Yeah, you're low-key right about that. Oh, I hate that. I hate any kind of, like, facet of that message. You don't know anything about me at all. (laughs) Yeah. You've already made up your mind. I think that's why it's, like, that kind of message. Like, you've already made up your mind. Even if it's a good Mm. opinion of me, sure. Interesting. Yeah. But you're pandering, like either you're pandering to me or you're pandering to something else like i don't know what it is but maybe Mm. that's a really harsh opinion to have but i'm not out here saying shit like that to people i don't know yeah i get that that's fair i'm definitely not either just could you imagine sending a message like that to a man be like hold your head high king like you're doing great out here i'm sorry but calling a man king or like or men who call or refer themselves as king. I could not. My pussy could not dry up fast enough to be honest. As soon My as Lord. he says king. <laughs> as soon as he says king, you know that little cartoon sound of them running away? That's me. <laughs> like skedaddling out of yeah. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh you, what's left there is a little cloud of dust because I'm gone. <laughs> I'm hightailing it out of there. <laughs> Any man who refers to himself as a king does not know how to cook or take mm-hmm. care of himself. No. Mm, he's on that king shit. Why would he? <laughs> and you're on that servant shit. At least you're about to be if you're dating him. <laughs> you're, on, you're on that level of like you're, you taste the food to see if it's poisoned. Yeah. And then you serve it to him. Come here, the woman. <laughs> Taste my grapes. <laughs> taste my fucking out. Taste my fucking grapes. <laughs> you know, I have a funny story about Hannah that I got to tell. What? <laughs> that grapes, that the word grapes makes you think of. But Hannah and I had dinner at a friend's place. Her parents <laughs> made us dinner. <laughs> their, their, their mom made us dinner and she is... A lovely woman. Her name is Sherry, and she is the sweetest person on this planet. I'm convinced. And anything we pretty much mentioned about food, she would bring us. It was so kind. It was like almost. I felt bad because it, you know, it was so nice. So we mentioned something about like frozen blueberries, frozen grapes, and she brings out frozen blueberries. She had frozen mm-hmm. blueberries. A lot, and like a whole bag in a, a, in a serving dish. Bag in, a, in, a, in this dish, and brought some bowls and spoons. And and Hannah Hannah took Hannah took full advantage of the opportunity. Well, I didn't want to be rude. She brought all this out here, and, and I love frozen blueberries, so of course I was going to yeah. partake. I had a couple. I did have a couple, but then I realized I was like, oh, I don't think I actually like frozen blueberries as much as I thought. So I was like leaning back on the couch, and Hannah's you know sitting up and eating these blueberries, and 
but I didn't know. And we were past the conversation of blueberries, right? We were done past the conversation. We were talking about something else. And then I'm leaning against the couch, the back of the couch. And Hannah turns to me while she's still eating all these blueberries. Well, Sherry comes up and offers us dark chocolate. <laughs> okay, sorry, I missed that part. Mm-hmm. So he offers us dark chocolate, right? And Which those I are also, good. I, took- I also yeah. take. <laughs> Hannah's got five different foods in her mouth at this point. <laughs> No, so I take the dark chocolate and then Hannah's talking about raving about fucking dark chocolate. But then she's like, you know, it's so good with like dark chocolate covered blueberries. And she like turns to me to say this information. (laughs) Her mouth is completely purple. (laughs) She looks like fucking Violet Violet Beauregard or whatever that bitch's name was from Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Her lips blue, teeth purple, just fucking chowing on these blueberries. And what just killed me is that I didn't even know that she had had that many. And she when she turns over to me and she's still talking about blueberries and her mouth is stained, I lose it (laughs) i start laughing so fucking hard and i'm trying to tell hannah like your teeth are purple your your mouth's completely stained (laughs) and then right when hannah realizes that's what has happened she like looks at her camera and so we both start laughing so hard we're crying I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. But what I thought was so funny was like you were the only person to tell me that, and I like, and I was yeah. in a room facing like four yeah. other people and talking yeah. about blueberries. And you, as soon as I turn to you, because you're sitting behind me, I turn to you and I know. to include you in this conversation. I don't know. Like, I don't know until you turn. Oh my god! <laughs> I look at Pen and I'm like my mouth's blue. He's like, yeah, your mouth's blue. <laughs> It's fucking dripping down your chin, man. <laughs> God, it was, that was so. Funny. It was so fucking funny, dude. Oh my God, yeah, I love that. Oh, me too. Me too. I almost felt rude every time I laugh so hard. I cry. I feel rude for some reason. Like I feel like because I always try to explain why I'm laughing so hard. I'm crying, but hmm. yeah, and then I just I can't keep it together. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a great laugh. That's for sure. I needed it. That was too good. And then what we laughed about later, which we we won't talk about. And then what? (laughs) What we laughed about later when we left. Oh no. (laughs) That won't be discussed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. But yeah, it was a fun night. Mm -hmm. Fun night. Funny story. So... I don't really know how to end this on like a more positive note. I mean, that's a more yeah. positive note, I think. But it was. I think it was a good little, yeah, story to kind of <laughs> compensate for all the shit we just spewed. I don't. Yeah, I, I know it wasn't feel- shit, but it's definitely not like uplifting. No, Nico's gonna be so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> God. I don't want to disappoint Nico. Not a man. <laughs> Can you like just talk about something for 15 minutes straight? I'd really appreciate that. Um, 
I can talk about something wildly different than what we've been discussing for the past 45 minutes to That'd an hour. Great. I don't get the hate behind medieval times. <laughs> I don't get why people willingly hate on medieval times. Okay, so this is like a different segment. This is like, this is, this is know. No, when I say this is vastly different than what we've been talking yeah. about, I mean vastly different. No, I mean like this is kind of like, um, this is like almost like a little anti-beef tidbit. Like yeah. why the beef? Yeah. Why the beef? Okay. Like, why do people shit on medieval times? I don't understand. I've always like, yeah. And not that medieval, the discussion of what medieval times, not that that comes up often in my life, but whenever it has, it's always been like met with, it's just medieval times. Like, right. Yeah. I've I agree. I've heard the term like gimmicky, mm-hmm. cringe, cheesy. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's always like I've never thought of medieval times in like a a good way, not also in, in a horrible way, but kind of just like, oh, uh, I mm-hmm. guess kind of thing. Yeah. Um, And maybe too, because it's like at a mall here in Atlanta that I don't frequent often. And when I did frequent, I never really felt like I was enjoying myself there. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but I went this past Friday and I fucking loved it. I'm obsessed. Mm-hmm. I'm a medieval times stand now. I nice. Are you a groupie? Uh, medieval times I'm a groupie. groupie. <laughs> it was it was so much fun. Like it seems like it. The food was actually good. And when I really <laughs> the food was actually delicious. It, like you got a whole rotisserie chicken basically, and it was fucking awesome. Um, Damn. You eat with your hands. Um, the only thing I don't like is you can buy these gimmicky like light up rainbow swords. But they're mainly okay. for kids, and the kids okay. obviously love them, and their joy makes me happy in situations like this where I okay. can I can see that they're having fun, and I'm like, all right, whatever. Yeah, but there, it is kind of cool. Like, it's a, it's like really a production. You're kind of going to see like a play with like mm-hmm. combat in it, and it's it's a lot of fun. I could see like. They, there was this party there, this girl celebrating her 18th birthday, and she had, like, all of her friends there, and they were, like, I celebrating and, and cheering on for their night, and it was just a bunch of 18-year-old girls, like, Shit. having fun. I'm going to um, go for my, my birthday now. <laughs> and, yeah. I'd like to go. Um, I mean, I've experienced it once, so I think, like, once you experience it once, you're, like, kind of don't need to do it again. But yeah. if I could have it my way, again, I'd go on a sold-out night. And go with friends and get absolutely hammered and just yeah eat food with my hands and cheer on for my night. But go fucking ape shit for your yeah, night. Yeah, Hell yeah, yeah. Um, but we should do that and do actual dress in medieval attire. Fuck yeah! I was expecting more of that too. I thought I'd see like some cosplayers, but I also mm-hmm. went on a night where like um, it was kind of half full. The stadium mm-hmm. was half full of the arena. Yeah, but it's just awesome. You get to see like the knights play games with their like jousting sticks and with their weapons and there's a whole story behind it that's been written and like Mm -hmm. you know these actors are you know trying to sell a story which is really neat Mm -hmm. and then obviously they do the combat where they do like these staged fights these choreographed fights and Mm -hmm. um, they use actual steel weapons and when they hit each other the right way there's sparks everywhere and that's wild horses and they're fighting on horses sometimes and they're fighting in the sand and it's just fucking sick it's fucking awesome Um, that sounds like so much fun yeah and i like i got so obsessed with it was wondering what it's like the training and the working there and everything that i went on reddit and i was like 
I wonder if oh, anyone's really? done an AMA of like, I'm a knight at medieval times. This is what my life's like. And of course there are a, a bunch. Um, mm-hmm. But like they take like a year to train to be a knight and it's very vigorous. And a lot of people don't come back after the first or second day mm-hmm. because they're doing like all of this in the sand pit mm-hmm. and it requires a lot more physical energy. And I saw this one other post from the creative director of Medieval Times, this woman, I forget her name, but she's been with Medieval Times for like 30 years. I think she started as like a waitress, I want to say, or she started like a very low role and then like kind of worked her her way up to um, director. And now she specifically works um, on the soundtrack for Medieval Times. So like the music that you hear um in the lobby or like during the arena whatever it may be she helps kind of curate that and she's like been flown to ukraine and um other countries to work with symphonies to create like the music that she thinks would work best with the different types of shows that's and this one person yeah this one person asked her like what's the coolest thing she's seen like crowd work wise during a show and she said that she was at this one show where this knight like won a ribbon or had a ribbon and had to give it away to an audience member as like a favor. And then if they won the game, they'd get the ribbon back from that audience member or something of the sort. Mm-hmm. So they hand off this ribbon to this woman in the crowd and they continue and they, they play the game. And then that same knight ends up winning the game and goes back to the woman to retrieve this favor. And instead of putting um, the ribbon on the jousting spear, placing it on there, she puts her bra on there. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) How badass is that? (laughs) So I was just like, that's fucking insane. I bet like when the energy is like so high and just buzzing throughout the arena like that, you just see like. um, Yeah. She was on her medieval shit that night. For real. I was like, that's fucking (laughs) Badass as fuck. <laughs> but yeah. I love that. It was fun. Um, mm-hmm. I loved it so much. And then I went on Google because I took a bunch of pictures and videos. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to post my little Google review of oh, the yeah. times. There's like thousands of reviews for this specific one near us. And it has like 4.7 stars. I'm like, oh my God, that's really high. That's really high. So... Um, I'm now an ambassador for Medieval Times. Yeah, I recommend. Yeah. It was so Pod, much fun. This episode sponsored by Medieval Times. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. That would be awesome, actually. It would be awesome. Um, but does, yeah, it's like the sick. Yeah. Does this mm-hmm. like, so the kind of, because I remember also with the Medieval Times thing, just the thought in my head was that can't be that great or Mm -hmm. i don't know why people would enjoy that Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on the whole disney adult thing and how people are either so obsessed with going to disney and then the Uh people that demonize the people that love going to disney i think there are a lot worse things to be obsessed with on this planet Mm -hmm. than you know if you're obsessed with a place that makes you feel happy and you can escape to and and Mm -hmm. You know, you're there to to experience happy memories or create happy memories. I don't fucking care. Like I said, there, yeah. are, there are way worse things to be obsessed about. I'm yeah. just personally not someone to be obsessed about anything like that. And I think like a lot of people who shit on people like that are in the same boat. Yeah. But then you look just as like to me, it's just like people who shit on people like that. You also look like you, you don't have a life. So. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. To me, it's like you're kind of in the same boat that you don't want to be in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's funny the things that the internet take, and it's just like, oh, we're gonna. This is okay to universally shit on. And yeah. then one of all one of those one Disney adult has to do is just make a post about how Disney's healing the inner child, and then it'll all turn out in their favor. <laughs> like, yeah, everything and, will turn back around. <laughs> right, and really at the end of it, like that Disney adult doesn't give a shit because guess what? They're no, just gonna literally. go to Disney and forget whatever the fuck these people were saying about them. Yeah, and they're probably so, rich as hell too. Probably that all those fucking Disney tickets. That's my Disney's only thing expensive. is like, how can you be a Disney adult? Like, those tickets yeah. are expensive. They're rich. They're rich as hell. They got expensive. Keep. Or you know, they probably live in Florida. They have like the whole pass. You know? Yeah, I kind of see those adults though, and in a way, I'm like jealous. There's nothing that truly I feel like brings me that much joy and happiness in <laughs> no. my life. I do think the hate to them is just straight up projecting their own yeah. bitterness. Yeah. And I feel cause, that because I'm not going to lie. I've been a hater. Yeah. I've, I've been a hater. I, I have too. I've seen some some instances where I'm like, oh, it's a little too much. It's a little weird. Mm-hmm. But also mm-hmm. in the back of my head, I'm like, I, I wish I had an escape like that. I don't have any kinds of escape like that. No, genuinely. They seem so happy. It's yeah. like, is it real or is it cocaine i i don't know like, right are you, are you <laughs> is this genuine both. or is it drugs i <laughs> i'm not buying it i'm not part of me's not buying it although yeah. it's funny though because we you know when we went to disney and, and stuff with our little sisters and things mm-hmm. like i loved it yeah, you kind of fun. buy into the magic you buy into it a bit you do and it's yeah. like why wouldn't you want to curate magic right. you know and mm-hmm. it's it's an interesting thing because with as children, when we're children, mm-hmm. we have our parents to curate magic for us. And yes. I mean, a lot of times though, that does fall on the mother. Like, let's uh-huh. be real. Uh-huh. Christmas spirit, there's these magical moments, your birthday, like you have someone who you have a person, this designated person, oftentimes, I'm not gonna say for everyone, mm-hmm. who is curating magical experiences for you. Yeah. And then when you're an adult, who's doing that? Like right. if your partner's not doing that or someone in your life isn't, you know, kind of facilitating magical experiences for you, then I wouldn't be surprised for people to, you know, kind of chase right. that elsewhere. So do you think that's why a lot of people have kids mm. or could have kids? Yeah, I think people have kids for a whole plethora of reasons, obviously. Of course, of course but do you think that's that a factor? Well. Maybe. I, I think for some people, like some people genuinely – yeah, almost have kids as a as another form of like, you know, taking back their own childhood by facilitating a better childhood for their children. Yes, yes. And when when we did go to Disney with our little sisters, and I saw their reactions to things, yeah. I was like, oh my god, like that would to me if I were to ever have kids, that would be the joy, part of the immense joy I would feel. I agree, and I, and I do love that part. Mm-hmm. So. I remember going to the zoo mm-hmm. not too like maybe it was like over a year ago, but mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Fuck the zoo for real. <laughs> like fuck the zoo. There's nothing good up in that bitch in Atlanta mm-hmm. except for the little tamarind monkeys. I don't know if you've seen the little orange tamarind monkeys. They're very, very cute. They are cute. But that was the only thing. However, we get to this like amphibian section and there's this little kid in there and he's probably like two years old. And he's walking around and he is just like 
so in awe by all these little frogs and things like that. Mm. I was like, okay, I could see why someone would have them one of those. Yeah. I could see. I could see why. So mm-hmm. I got that. I, I think it's cool. It's fun being able to experience things vicariously through children. Yes. And it's very yes. satisfying. But this, it's like I feel that way about everything. It's just like when I think of something is really funny or fascinating or whatever, I'm like, you got to watch this. You got to see this. Like, And oftentimes, sometimes I don't even want to send it through a text because I'm like, I want to experience what you're experiencing in person. Mm-hmm. I want to. I want to mm-hmm. see this again. It's almost like experiencing it for the first time again. It's mm-hmm. wild. It's like you mm-hmm. can't get that feeling anywhere else, really. Um, you can't generate it through yourself again. But through other people, through their experience, you can, which is such a, a wild thing about yeah. just being human. So, yeah. But, yeah, I, I get that with, with having children. And, and, you know, taking them to Disney is such a fucking chore, right? It but it's, like, worth it. Every time, because even like you said, with our little sisters and seeing and getting so fucking God, they're like fucking cracked out, like just <laughs> honestly insane mm-hmm. with the shit that they're seeing, like losing their tiny little minds. Mm-hmm. And then you're just like watching them and you're like, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's contagious almost. Like that's how I'd feel too when Peyton and Ren, our sisters, believed in Santa Claus. And yeah. Like the Christmas mornings when they'd wake up and they each mm-hmm. had their own like velvet sack full of yes. presents and they'd go absolutely buck wild at like yes. six o'clock in the morning. And exactly. Uh, it was just like so fun. It's like you could watch that for hours. I know. Yeah. And at that point, I'm like, you know, fucking course Santa's really getting Yeah, I know. Like- literally, I'll buy into anything at that point. <laughs> he was here. <laughs> he was literally here. I saw him. <laughs> Yeah, I I do love that. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm never gonna. I'll probably just I you know I have definitely probably said a thing or two about whatever because I'm just a fucking hater by nature. But yeah, I I get it. I I definitely get it. So yeah. So yeah, I think that's why I liked Medieval Times too because you're like buying into this like you know obviously fictional display in front of you but it's just like fun mm-hmm. it's so fun to like play into and enjoy mm-hmm. and witness and experience oh i loved it i love that too mm-hmm. all right well i'm gonna get a big group of us together we're gonna hit up the next medieval time showing Fuck yeah we're gonna go fucking crazy you're gonna take your bras <laughs> off <laughs> <laughs> that would be it. fun it would be Anyway, I'm going to read this beef, some fucking old ass, moldy ass fucking burger beef that's sitting in the back of the fridge that I was supposed to cook like fucking three weeks ago. Mm. But then I instead I ordered Chick-fil-A on Uber Eats every night instead. It smells kind of sour. It's sour. We've already it's it's done. It's ran through. Mm -hmm. It's it's we beat the shit out of it like it's Mm -hmm. done. So that's okay. my that's my reading okay. based on all my rants and stuff. I have something similar, I guess. Um Okay. I had turkey meat I bought a few <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> turkey meat. That's like all and, slimy now. <laughs> well, okay, I I cooked it like I had it in my fridge for like a few days and I was like, it can be in my fridge for a few days, right? Well, no, I looked it up, but that's not the best ideal situation it should probably you know only sit in your fridge for like a day or two i had it in my fridge for like four days oh and i cut it open and it was like 
kind of smelling, but I was like, maybe that's just my nose not working. And it had like, it looked a little brown. It wasn't like red anymore, but I cooked it anyway. And I kind of made myself believe that I couldn't smell the sour taste anymore. <laughs> so I like iron <laughs> poisoned myself. So you gaslit yourself. And, <laughs> I gaslit myself. and for some reason, um, I had to leave. I like walked outside. I think I needed something from my car. And I was looking for it in my car. And this was after I cooked the turkey meat and everything. Okay. And I left to, to go look for something in my car. I'm in my, looking around my car for like five minutes. I come back inside my house. Shit smells like the most sour meat I've ever <laughs> smelled in my life. Yeah, so I was like, fermented I just, at that point. I just cooked sour meat. I had a bowl of it too with like oh. rice and beans. This is like a common thing for me is I'll eat something that like I should not have consumed. Okay. But yeah, wow. that's when I'm going to rate it. That's that's fair. Yeah. So <laughs> is that it? Alrighty, well, yeah. <laughs> That's that's the beef. That's the beef.